0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Artful Athlete podcast episode 86 and happy spring and let's carry on with our resilience theme introduced last week. Let's look at the five pillars of resilience. I think when trying to embody a quality or understand a a current, a, a thought process, a philosophy, it's always important to look into the core values, the pillars. Of this quality, this philosophy. In a way it's pretty similar to looking into the definition of a word, except that you're going beyond the investigating of the meaning and looking at the elements that keep it together. Does that make sense? So what are the elements that keep resilience together? How does this resilience equation balance itself out? So after some digging into various wellness and mindfulness sources as well as a little introspection in my own relationship and experience of resilience this is what we'd ideally be looking at five pillars acceptance release agency flexibility support and number one acceptance now I've talked a lot about this, haven't I, since the beginning of the year. <laughs> and actually, if you haven't already, I'd recommend listening to The Mindful Chats number 12 with OCD and anxiety coach Robert James and number 13 with Bella Maldner, who's a coach and holistic practitioner and yoga teacher. You could also listen to The In Between episode, which was episode 83 if I remember correctly, about All that is acceptance. In French, we have this lovely expression of se voiler la face, putting a veil in front of our face. It could mean that you're being delusional to some extent, but also that you're refusing to see what's in front of you. The more honest you are with yourself, your current predicament, the smoother this process will be. You need to accept the things you cannot change accept their existence, so, so you're in a better position to change the things you can. Number two, release. Samesies, releasing, letting go, kind of talk about this a lot. Now, that's what we all need, to ease the mind and body, to shake the impact of thoughts, the emotions and physical changes on our bodies. You could go for a run, have a boogie, have a scream, go for a walk to fuel, a physical release. You could meditate, journal, paint, even have a cry. Just doing something that helps you manage the flow of emotion. Because if you can embrace the ebbs and flow, then you'll be in a better position to embody a positive vision, a positive mindset, and work towards a new goal. Number three, agency. Now, I am so glad to have come across this word in my research because I was trying to find like a keyword that would work for this concept and cursed be the fact that English is not my first language, I could not think of a word that actually worked. And then this article, I think it was in a psychology newspaper, came up. And I love this word because ultimately, agency, it's remembering that at any time in your life you have access to this wonderful human thing called free will to have this sense of agency it's to to remember that you're an individual with the capacity to shape your path you get to decide how the story goes on at all times the parameters shift with the people and situations we get into yes but ultimately you decide how the journey's going to go and what the focus is going to be. And for that, this next pillar is key. Number four, flexibility. If agency acts as your why, with it reminding you that you get to write your own story, flexibility is your how. Your ability to bend and not break. To see how you can jump from one stone to the next in your own way, in a fashion and a style that fits you. This this flexibility is only available if you have accepted the situation and its parameters in the first place, though. Even if it's scary, fueling flexible skills, be it from a cognitive or a physical perspective, will allow you to respond to stressful and challenging situations with more ease because you're aware of your abilities and skills, because you're used to this gymnastics of jumping back and forth, I think one of the things that has helped me the most in building my own resilience was to put myself in another way of thinking's shoes. Does that sentence make sense? We're going to say it does. To be able to jump from a linguistic system to the next, it's not just for me it's not just switching words and and languages. It's a switch in philosophy, a switch in attitude. And I think this has been tremendously helpful in building flexibility in me, old little nugget. But there's plenty of other practices out there available for you, and there's maybe already things that you do naturally that can fuel this cognitive flexibility, this emotional flexibility, and why the heck not this physical flexibility? I can't do the splits, but I'm okay with it. ha! But I'm flexible in my approach to movement. It's not about Forcing and imposing things, it's about finding a way that works for you. And maybe that means trying a lot of things and failing and finally having something that helps you the right way. It's becoming aware of your abilities and skills. And once you've gone through the acceptance, you're in a better place to remember what you've achieved, what you're capable of, and flexibility comes with more ease. And finally, number five, support. Ain't nobody said that stuff was easy. That life was easy. There's curveballs coming from every end, especially nowadays, especially at the moment where the news can feel heavy and life can feel heavy. And while these allow us to grow, these curveballs, they allow us to grow through this experience, even the painful curveballs. We will all need another source of power to draw strength and wisdom from. When you know you're supported, it helps alleviate the pressures of the mind. When you know you have emotionally secure relationships through friends, through family, loved ones, but also therapists, mentors, teachers, coaches, you have access to a shoulder to lean on. And energies and hands to lift you up when your own strength seems like it's not enough. And that's bloody empowering and beautiful. It's a combo. We all need help from time to time. Look at your favourite heroes and myths and legends and whatnot. Nobody was ever always alone. And not all stories mention the people that support. Sometimes they're in the shadow. Sometimes you find out about them years down the line. There's always someone that believed, someone that supported, someone that passed on a nugget of wisdom and knowledge. There's always someone to talk to, to listen to you. And that's support already. There's a thousand ways to support people. Which way would be the best for you to receive that support? Now, when it comes to these pillars, should these come in a specific order? that up to you, actually. I kind of, you know, gave them one, two, three, four, five because because one, two, three, four, five seemed kind of like a straightforward structure thing that I wanted to go for. But it doesn't mean that one is more important than the other. And I'm leaving the answer to that question, should these come in a specific order? I'm leaving that up to you. Because ultimately, it also depends on how you naturally function already. Which pillar of yours is already your strongest? Which should you look into strengthening or giving more space? So why not work on that? Why not take a moment to step into this reflection? Closing your eyes, notebook, pen and paper nearby. Inhaling through the nose slowly, making sure to send the breath all the way to the lower belly. Exhaling through the nose gently, controlling the exhale to match the pace of your inhale. And then bring these notions in, one pillar at a time. Spending a few breaths per pillar and asking your body how it responds to these prompts. Is there any memories coming up? Any thoughts or images? And then let the automatic writing take over and let the hand glide on your paper you don't have to do all pillars in one sessions though so no need to rush maybe how about spreading that over a week maybe do one day at a time one pillar a day for five days it's going to allow you to bring in a daily reflection practice for a few days and it's a form of meditation it's a mindful and honest feedback from past you to future you. And as always, if you need a little hand to get more clarity on this, feel free to get in touch. You've got all the details in the episode description as per usual. I'm still taking free 45 minutes assessment sessions and offering remote services. And if you're London-based and need a little pick-me-up relaxation, emotional release session, you can always book a lower cheat treatment with me at Hito Holistic Physio behind Bermondsey station. Meanwhile, enjoy spring. Take some time in nature, on a bench, in a park, on the floor, smell the flowers, thank the sun and stay hydrated. We'll keep our resilience theme going next week with five more practices to help build resilience. Much love to you all and I'll speak to you soon.